We all know scissors are for pussies. <laughs> Hello everyone and welcome to the Deep Drop, a fishing podcast that asks lots of questions and tries its very hardest to give some sort of answer in some weird way, shape or form, but we have a crack. My name's Luke McCredden and with me as always, Adam Ring and Ads, yeah, it's, I, I'm getting more and more lost for words when it comes to describing this podcast. Yeah, because I think with every episode that we do, we kind of make less sense in... <laughs> In a positive way. Yeah. Yeah. It's probably okay. the easiest way to try and <laughs> put words to it. But we have a lot of fun doing it. We do. Yeah, and we you, do. And I think every now and then some some a little gem pops up, let's just what, say that. What I love about it is if we, we might hit a topic and have a conversation and when, when we look back, we sort of go, What 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 were we talking about? <laughs> we but then it. the the beauty the beautiful thing is then we'll get a message from someone on Instagram saying Here's my thoughts. And you go, yes, the conversation wasn't a complete disaster. It's actually getting through. And I think uh, we can't underestimate our listeners enough. So get involved. I love it. We love everything about it. Yeah, get involved. It's a, it's one of the special things about this beautiful industry that we've been involved in for a long time, Yeah, Luke. For every answer you get, it spawns another five or six yes. questions. Yeah, and, and a great example of that, Ads, was we spoke about spinnerbaits last week. Yes, and we did. And I really want to start seeing how they go in saltwater applications. And we got a lot of feedback. And some have done it. Some want to have it a go. And others just had some some thoughts on how they they think it would go. And overall, it was pretty positive sort of feedback. So I'm really keen to, to hear in the coming months as we really – you know, certainly in the southern part of Australia, really getting some prime fishing weather and conditions. I'd love, I'd love to hear someone having a bit of a crack, whether it be flathead or snapper, or it's um, you know on on brim or perch or whatever it is. I, yeah, you know, I think I'd really, really be keen to hear it, and I think there could be some success stories. Yeah, well, through some of the feedback on Instagram, Luke, where we had one one keen listener had caught brim on them, another had been getting towed up on rock walls but by potentially jacks not mm. just getting roasted that hard couldn't see and that was in northern new south wales the brim thing in in the estuaries think- that's interesting because i didn't think brim would be super susceptible to eating them i thought there'd be just a little bit too much going on so that was a really positive yeah uh, really positive sign yeah and even just even just jumping onto instagram while we're doing it we ask the question and, and for anyone listening who is new here or, or isn't across what we do sometimes we do throw some of these a lot of these questions on Instagram as tiles and we, we encourage your feedback because it's great to great to see and hear. Um, but yeah, like even some of the comments, um, John at the Jig Man, he, he loves doing it at the right time and uh, Borno uh, has tried them and caught both flatties and pinkies on them. Nice. Um, some suggestions that they'd be really good on Barra in the salt. Ooh, impoundment Barra, they'd be, yeah. think that'd be pretty sweet. Yep. Uh, and now this one was interesting. I actually forgot about this. I'm just looking at it now. Uh, Jim Bold on Instagram said, a bloke used to make them in Noosa, large ones designed to be trolled with a live bait attached to the bottom with blades above it. Now, I think we got we, we went back and forth and he was going to have a look and see if he could find some of the results. But uh, I, I think that's opening up a... that Because effectively there's kind of a teaser element to that, isn't there? Yeah. So is that... Saying that was essentially just a 
a modified spinnerbait, say with no skirt on it, but a live bait hook that was easy, or was it like an attachment? It looks like it's trolled with a live bait attached to the bottom. So it could be potentially where you might typically run a soft plastic or a, you know or something like that. So the blades are well and truly atop, above it and there's above the live it. bait sort of rigged under it. That's I love cool. it. That's pretty cool. <laughs> Do you know, and, and just think, even thinking about that, instantly thinking about um, yellowtail kingfish. Oh, kings. So, surely. Yeah. Flashing, flashing bits of metal or brass or whatever they use for the actual blades. Yeah. That would get a kingy's attention from... It miles away, crystal clear water, sun, but that would catch that much light. Oh yeah, wouldn't it? And and we love these species, but they're a bit dumb sometimes. They love a bit of a flash in the, the water. Lights. <laughs> anyway, but uh, yeah, so great feedback there. So we highly encourage it. If if anyone hears anything they they want to comment on throughout the show or previous episodes, jump on in, or shoot us a message if you want to do it uh, privately. So it's it's fantastic to hear. So um, loving it. So I've been. Head down, bum up, going through a lot of that this week, Ads. Uh, it's been a big week, mate. What have you been up to? Uh, I've been on the road visiting what feels like every tackle shop in Victoria, which is <laughs> awesome, which is right. awesome. And a bit of a common theme I've noticed, I've been doing a lot of the stores around the freshwater areas, Yep. and the talk on Redfin is just mm. insane to the point where I think there's something going on in central Victoria that I never knew existed. Mm. I never knew was as big as what it is. Obviously, I knew Redfin were there. I had no concept of just how loved that species is. I'm starting to think that they are more loved and sought after than cod and yellowbelly combined. Wow, that's a statement. Yeah, so there's been an insane bite on Reddy since the floods last year. The ready populations have just exploded. So I, I must admit, I, I certainly in the last couple of weeks seen a, a fair influx of redfin reports and and posts and videos and photos and whatever. And not only that, I've actually seen some absolute donkeys. They're big fish getting around too. We know, you know, that there's plenty of them around. And um, but that's a big statement, mate. It's I, I had no idea it was this this big. No idea. So what's the attraction, do you think? Because obviously there's such a fashion in the cod scene and has been for, for quite a few years now. Yellow belly, golden perch, they never get the glamour sort of vibe, but they're certainly a, um, a highly sought-after species. But So what do, you, what do you think it is? I think, I think it's a combination of a few things. I think, A, how accessible they are. You can catch them anywhere, and you, if you find them and they're on the go... You will catch hundreds of them. Yeah, that's fair. So when it comes to a family species, whether it's getting the kids fishing or or something where you maybe don't get to fish often, but you've got high reward potential just mm. in numbers, and yeah, that's they're, a, that's a good point. they're amazing to eat. So better than yes. a codney yellow belly anyway. And they can be caught on heaps of different methods, whether it True. be live bait, dead bait, Plastics, spoons, hard bodies—they're they, kind of one of those species. I think, Luke, we did a we did a segment on one of the episodes a little while ago based around Australian salmon, and we were making the case for salmon that they should be one of the premier sp- sports fish because of those exact reasons. Apart from the fact they're probably not as great to eat as a ready, but 
you had the accessibility, the numbers, and the the vast array of methods you can use to catch them. Yep. I think the redfin is kind of the upgrade of that in the freshwater. Yeah, nice. And they look cool. They do look cool. And it's really it's, it's interesting to me because I don't know much about this fishery that's been happening sort of in, in Central Vic or in the freshwater parts of Victoria. There's there's method to it too. You can get into it as hardcore or as not hardcore as you want. You yeah. can go to Parambeet and pull up on a tree and just catch a hundred pan sized reddies, or you can head to some of the other impoundments. And in the winter, which we're in right now, you can still catch reddies. They're not as thick, but they're bigger. So if mm. you're looking for a genuine forty centimeter plus ready, now's the time to be fishing. For them, so there's heaps there. You can fish for them all year round. Yeah, there's plenty of them. There's plenty of upside for there sure, and even just like the the fact now that people are, you know, they've they've made the social media cut readies, haven't they? Because if people catch a decent one, they're they're showing them off, and and rightly so. They're an amazing looking fish, and they are when when you're catching those really solid ones with the the sort of the big shoulders, you know, and the, and they're quite thick fish they're they're a great looking fish and a great catch just looking at a uh, a post from our good friend of the show michael moore he's been out on the reddies recently maury i've seen him maury getting amongst it um, at one point he was up to his neck in water i don't know what he was doing but anyway he managed to get some really solid uh reddies and and yeah again like they are really nice looking fish and and you know it's not it's not like they're easy but they're very available to catch yeah, that's right. And you can, you said, if you generally find them, they're one of those species you can get plagued by keyring size yep. fish. But again, if you've got kids around, at least yeah. something's happening. But that falls into like what I was saying earlier. You can take that fishery as serious or as not serious as you want, and you can progress all the way through. Yeah, and so, learn heaps, catch heaps. I don't want to put a downer on it. it these are an introduced species well, they're, are technically they, they're class noxious they are i was going to ask that so are they to be removed from our waterways is that the rule have we i feel like we've spoken about this before on the show yeah i i think it's not a hard written rule like it is say with european carp mm. where they have to be disposed of no matter what hashtag carpathon 24 100 hashtag that get it going <laughs> they it's it's like a yeah they're noxious but they're kind of cool to catch and they look good and they taste good. So we're just going to turn this way and forget. Yeah. But you but, know what? If, if, if they taste good and they're big enough, then you're kind of removing them from the waterway anyway. Yeah, exactly. And, <laughs> and I think that, well, that's the big thing. It's, it's actually nice to have a species, and I mean this in the most respectful way possible, where the first thought <laughs> is that you take them home and, for a feat, not just to kill them for the sake of killing Put them because them. they're a pest or yeah, because yeah. you just want a photo of a trophy or... Yep. It's good. There's, it's yeah. It's actually one of the fish that's easily harvested, and it's you're doing a good thing. So just to obviously, you're on the road. You're heavily involved in the tackle industry. Ads. What are you seeing as far as trends towards gear? Ge- I'm going to say gear, but what I mean is like lures specifically. I mean it's pretty straightforward when it comes to rods and reels. I'm, I'm assuming there's nothing overly, um, you know, there's nothing coming out of Japan specifically for redfin. No. <laughs> 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 Sorry, well, Reddies, but you yeah. haven't reached that level yet. <laughs> yeah. It's maybe not so much based around Redfin specifically, but I think there's a little bit of a change happening in general in the recreational fishing and fishing gear sector in, at the moment. 
and we're starting to see a swing back towards soft plastics. Love it. They, they took a little bit of a backseat for a while. Mm. We went through a a big boom in soft plastics 10, 15 years ago mm. where they exploded and everything was great. And then that slowly died off and we went through another hard body craze, whether that was on big swim baits for cod, whether that was through the blade craze in the estuaries for brim and perch, whether that was the the small crank style, the lipless cranks for the yellers. We just went through this patch where hard bodies mm. were the it and a bit. And then during through the cod scene, we saw the change from a jointed hard body swim bait to a plastic swim bait. Yep. And this is why this industry is the best thing ever. <laughs> there is nothing new about an oversized soft plastic. No. It's just now we're learning through the popularity of a species, we're, we're learning how good they are. So it breeds a new wave. So if you compare, say, a, an 8-inch paddle tail soft plastic from 15 years ago, and there was plenty of them around, compared to what you can buy now, you see uh, this really crazy development in soft plastic te- technology, whether it's pre-rigged stuff, just the finish from whether it's sort of, it's almost like a realistic print over the top or just really intelligent injection molding, multiple colors, scent infused. There's all these different things that are happening in soft plastics and that's starting to to make its way into the small market again too. Fucking so great. I think we're I think we're starting <laughs> to see soft plastics become the actual lure of choice again. The hero Whereas again. The last little bit, it's taken a backseat to hard bodies for a little while. You know, you mentioned before, like the metal vibe, the metal blade, sort of saying, is that are many people doing the metal blade thing anymore? Because I'll, I'll I'll just put it straight out there. I fucking hated it. I didn't like oh, did it. You? I didn't. Like I loved it. it. I, don't, I don't like them. I loved it, and it's and it's got it has got which I think we've mentioned before on the show too. It has got this persona about it that it's boring, and that it's and that yeah. it's easy. But I think more than what's happened, I put them now in the same class as squid jigs. I put them in the same class as bigger lures. We go through these crazes where we understand how good they are and we learn really quickly how to mm. use them and in what situations to use them, which, of course, is going to lead to more captures. But then what happens, it, it's easy to sit back and think the craze has gone there over. But mm. I think what happens, they settle into just being a staple everyday part of the industry. So if you're, gonna, if you're a lure fisherman you're going to have a selection of metal blades. Whereas when the craze was going, you had to have every metal blade. Yeah, had a whole box full of them. That's right. But as as it progresses and we learn how to use them and we know when to use them, what time of year and in what situation, they just become a staple. Yeah. So as a brim fisherman in winter, I have a couple of compartments of metal lures. I went through the craze and bought three of every single one I could find. (laughs) I know which ones I like, and then now with the added element of social media, you can see what everybody else likes. Yeah. So you get a little shortcut to which ones behave the best in certain situations. True. You have your favourites for your local waterways, mm. and they're just part of it now. You know what I miss? Stiffy vibe. Oh, <laughs> they they were possibly one of the most 
unbelievably good frustrating lures ever. Yeah. Because they would catch so many fish. They were they would. And they would have caught twice as many if they didn't foul all the time. Yeah, true. Yeah, because they were they were set they were set up slightly different to what we probably are used to seeing now. I mean, same, same, but different. Which and, what made them so good? Yeah, yeah, and they also came and went with yeah. with what what seemed like overnight. It was a shame. And all and all blades foul up. You get you know they get munched a little bit, and they start sitting a little bit awkward. They they foul. That's just what vibes vibes do. But the stiffy vibe that had the plastic back was yeah. was its greatest asset, but also its biggest downfall. Yeah, yeah. But man, they worked. Yeah. Can you imagine how many boat hulls have been smashed with metal vibes over the years? Oh. <laughs> like how many casts you just sort of go, oh, there's a bit too much heat on yeah. it. Just crack into it. Into a fiberglass hull, especially early in a session when you hadn't got yeah. you're like, oh, that's a little bit heavier. Than your, your fingers are still a bit cold, and, and you just sort of yeah. let go, or you just it doesn't. Your cast just really hooks in, and it's just yeah. cracking into a fiberglass hull. You just do the look around and make sure there's no one there. Yeah. Nah, <laughs> no good. one heard that. Move on. <laughs> yeah, no, nah, fair enough, fair enough. I mean, it just it just one of those things, and I reckon every angler's got one that just there's a lure or a whatever it is. It's just I don't know. Just never did it for me. Oh, it was probably because I was shit at it. I don't know. Maybe I was doing something wrong. I mean, I caught fish on metal blades. Don't get me wrong, but it was just, I don't know. Maybe it was a bit dull. I oh, it, yeah. I don't know. I'm. I'm also. I'm also a big fan of, and I'm a sucker, and I absolutely put my hand up for it. Of cool looking lures, and I never really oh, yeah. saw one that looked cool. Um, yeah, I don't know. I thought there were some pretty good ones. Around, but maybe that's just because early on I had a couple of those ridiculous sessions where everything goes right. Yeah. I remember fishing at Bem one year. All the fish were scored up in the middle of the lake and if we were literally catching a fish of cars. The only time we didn't catch one is because it was fouled. And it stiffy. wasn't fair and it wasn't fouled because Your stiffy they were got just all mixed being up. annoying. They were getting hit and fouled. Like it was ridiculous. <laughs> the fishing was so good. Yeah. Uh good. Good times. Good times. Um, I wanted to put something to you tonight, which um, I, I guess is a very common debate, I, I would imagine, but I don't think we've really touched on it on the deep drop. And this is one where I really want to involve the listeners and the and the followers and the our friends out there that we really appreciate that come along for the ride in this deep drop craziness journey ads. But I want also some context behind answers out there when you when you see it on instagram or you want to flick us a message give us some context as to why you are yes or no on this scent or no scent Ooh. i know it's I very broad and very how have we not covered i, I don't already? know i don't know okay and i actually went through the topics of shows the other day and we haven't done a specific straight up scent or no scent now Give it some context for, for the listeners' ads if maybe maybe there's some people out there listening who aren't necessarily lure anglers or um, or have even mucked around with the idea of sense. 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 Yeah. <laughs> no sense on this show, mate. It, it makes no sense. Um, obviously, yeah, it's an, it's an additive to your lures. Yeah, it's probably been most widely accepted in the soft plastic market again, but has been used on everything from soft plastics to vibes, to squid jigs, to metal slices, to you name it. 
it's 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 been used. I even know of some scent that was around a little while ago that you used to soak your pippies in. So oh. it's not new. Like it's not a new no. thing. I I'm gonna say yes. You are a, you you are. I'm a for, scent enthusiast. You're pro scent. Pro scent. But. I'm going to put an asterisk next to it because it's only within one application. Yep. So I, I've really only mucked around with it in like light, soft plastics in an estuary situation for brim estuary perch. Yep. And I never start with scent on a plastic. Interesting. But if I'm struggling, I'll put it on and it's not a coincidence that you'll at least get a hit within four or five cars of putting scent yeah. on. And I think I think you'd touch on the fact that it's not new and I think that's a really important thing to say because fact of the matter is it's got so many runs on the board now that you could fairly confidently say it has an impact. Yeah. So I, I'm pro scent. But again, I'm probably not as... Um, yeah, I'm probably not as full on when it comes to you know, applying it every second cast or whatever it is. I'll, yeah, I'll certainly, I, don't, I don't think you need to though. No, nah, I'll certainly chuck it on and um, and then every now and then I'll go, I'll reapply. So I'm not probably too full on in that regard, but I definitely think it's, um, it's an, yeah, it's it's impactful. And there's, look, there's actually lots of different scents on the market oh, now. I think early on there was pretty much from memory, it might've only been S-Factor that was really, really uh, around. There were a couple, no, well, there I were a couple it- of... Um, I guess the one of the first one that I can remember that really took off, you couldn't buy on its own, and it's gulp. Well, yeah, that's a good point, actually. Yep, because yep, it it's it's worked forever, and you can now buy it on its own. But yeah, S yep. S factor was a big one, and this is the thing, I will, I will gladly put my name to it and say they all work, because mm. there is science behind it. The, the yep. modern ones. Remember when it used to be just a little bit of garlic? But, yeah, you know what I mean? Or aniseed or... There were, there were, yeah, there were the little bottles that we, yeah. we used to sell and they were, yeah, aniseed or garlic or um, what was the other one? Oh, I can't remember it now. It tasted. It tasted. I didn't taste it. It smelt <laughs> horrific. But yeah, you're right. I mean, there's tubes and little jars of all sorts of different stuff you can get now. And yeah, I think that's a fair call. I think that probably all work. And look, it, yeah. well, maybe they there's all, more... They all work because they've actually been... It's come a lot further than just a garlic scent works on fish. There's science yep. behind it. They've got they've got pheromones in them that trigger feeding. They've got there's kids UV, in there's UV kids in, a, in them. kids in a factory tasting each one of them Exa- before they go sure out. Making sure they don't taste like ass. Like it's <laughs> it's actually a legit thing, and yeah. it's good because it means you can't really go wrong. No, that's right. And you haven't lived until you've wiped some S factor on your mate's shirt. Yeah, yeah, and I can something. or. I can, I can guarantee everybody's tasted whatever scent they want because, you know, when you you say you bust off a plastic or you need to change a plastic or you want to up or downsize your jig head, yeah, like we all know scissors are for pussies. <laughs> so everyone just bites it off, and you know I don't advocate it; it's bad for you. Mm. But you know, but then you get never going to stop. Mouthful of uh... mouthful of S Factor or gulp <laughs> juice or Procure, whatever it may be. Yeah, yeah. 
Oh yeah, everyone can, and you can. Yeah, I can almost taste it now. Just talking about it. Um, <laughs> oof, it lingers for a while, and you wash that down with a whatever you can. Um, but I think, yeah, I think again, like calling for some feedback. But what what I would love to hear from from anyone out there is is not only yeah, where do you sit with it? I actually am interested to hear from people that refuse to use it. Maybe they've got a reason they just don't think they need it, or or they've got enough evidence that it doesn't help them which is awesome i'd love to hear all that too but i'm also curious to hear from those who add it to things like squid jigs i know people that have smothered um like night like metal jigs well, chasing. I, was, well I was just about to ask you in, in your experience in the blue water side of things have you ever used it whether it be on a vertical jig for kings which i know you've done plenty of in the past or is there yeah, I- is there a little group around it that'll use it in that application uh, yeah i haven't i haven't used it on I am, i'm a bit the same as you in that i haven't used it on anything other than probably yeah the, the lighter side of soft plastic fishing in estuaries and, and whatever but yeah i definitely have heard of people that use it on or have used it. i don't know how regularly but have used it on knife jigs for kingfish or you know vertical jigs for, for kingies and and you know samson fish and that sort of thing which i find really interesting but I guess it's that whole thing of it would leaves that bit of a trail behind or whatever it yeah. is. So it may, I mean, it makes sense, but it's you go through a lot of scent. <laughs> yeah, especially if you've got to bust out a hundred and eighty gram jig that could be you know two hundred mil long. Yeah, it's a lot of surface <laughs> using yeah. a tube per, per really, ruler. really, really lathering that up. Do what you about reckon, the- does tuna does tuna oil, in your opinion, does that count as a scent? Like, if you were to just grab a four liter bottle of tuna oil. And just teabag your vertical jig in it, and then drop it. Does that still count? I, I guess. <laughs> just, just drop it. Just dunk it in like an Oreo. Just drop it in and get it done. Maybe. I mean, it would probably wash off pretty quick. I don't know. Make it. Make a bit of a blend. Yeah. See what happens. <laughs> yeah. Tuna oil. Disgust. Like wow. I just. I have. I can still just taste. And I know it's obviously still a go-to oil for for burley for lots and lots of anglers but it's just something that i just feel like it just reminds me of my childhood whenever i smell it yeah. <laughs> always i was always the one to do the burley mixes <laughs> oh. yeah just um, earning, earning a spot on the fishing team when you got yeah burley. fair enough I, I had to work hard for it <laughs> <laughs> yeah but i don't know like there's um but, but then if you use tuna oil offshore what does a tuna think it's like it's a good question. It smells like my dad. Something's going on here. It's not not quite right. Yeah, <laughs> that's a great question. What about what about freshwater scent? That's where aniseed really made a name for itself. I think it may have even been so popular at one point that it was banned from some fishing competitions. Now I could be getting that confused with. The European, <laughs> yeah, the the European carp scene, how they all lose their minds for junk carp. I, I, I may mm. be getting confused there that aniseed was not allowed in those, or if it was for a trout thing down here. But forever, aniseed has been the go-to in a freshwater sense. And I, I'm completely open open to allowing that for Carpathon 24. By the way, aniseed. I'm thinking of maybe just using a bottle of aniseed for bait. Just, tip, just tipping it in. Yeah, <laughs> just, just, I'm not even a bottle, just like a bucket. Yeah, <laughs> but slow, yeah, no, I, was, I, I am curious with the freshwater thing whether you know something like 
S factor or gulp gel. It'd, uh, you it'd know, have to, wouldn't it? Or is it scientifically sort of designed for for salt? I, I'm not. I'm not sure. But if you're yeah, and even even drilling down into species, like have you ever put any scent on a tea towel? You know, when you're fishing for trout, for example. I haven't. No, me no, either. I haven't. That's really weird. Yet, if I was fishing for a tea towel, you know, for brim, I would. You would, yeah. And what happened? Would you? So, would you externally <laughs> scent a gulp? No, that's a great one. I was going to ask that as well. No, I wouldn't. Um, okay, but then, all right. So, what about? Like a lot of the soft plastics on the market are pre-scented, like they have a shrimp scent or a whatever. Because you open a pack of squidgies and it stinks. Yeah. Or the old ones used to, yet we'd still scent them. Yeah, but I, but I feel like when you get a gulp plastic out, it's dripping. It's, it's completely oh, you don't caked. Even touch it. And it all, no. that shit always ends up all over the bottom of the tackle bag. Oh, doesn't matter how good you seal it. I've spoken to you about this before, off not on this show, off air, that... I just I refuse to bring an open packet of gold plastics <laughs> home because they you forget where you put them and then you'll find them a month or two later and Jesus Christ it's gone it's through a, everything everything yeah it's it's ruined lives yeah uh, <laughs> <laughs> it's it's I've thrown out tackle bags like legitimately because they've it's gone through it's just made a complete mess I've just thrown them out like, I, I put that into the category of stuff in the fishing industry where. It's a crying shame that they work so well. Oh, it's and it is still my most used soft plastic. Yeah, no doubt, and I and I won't stop using it. Can't stop, won't stop. Yeah, it's a shame it's worked so good. It's, I put yeah. braid. I put braid in that category too. It's a shame it's so it's good. A shame it's, it's so just good. a fucking nightmare to deal with. It is. I got it. I thought of you the other day, and I thought of all our listeners the other day because I expressed my frustration recently in an episode about wind knots. Yeah, and I was having a cast down the beach. I just, I just saw it, you know, as you're winding back in. You just went, "What's that?" Oh. Uh, yeah, is that wheat? Oh, I went home. I went home. Cause no, you I try didn't. and get, I just, well, you try I, and get cute with it, and then it doesn't come out. So you just give it a little, and, and it, it just snaps instantly. Yep. So you know what I did? You know what I actually did? I thought I've only got probably another halfer. I didn't even oh, I touch it. I know. Oh, you just left it. I just left. I didn't even, because I'm like, I've got half an hour. If I snap this now, I'm not tying on another leader. Oh, that's not I'm what I home. thought you were going to say. What do you think I was going to say? Just do a back-to-back uni in the braid? <laughs> nah. Oh, that's not bad though. But nah, I just thought if I touch this, and it wasn't causing me grief. It wasn't. It wasn't. It in. was going to though. It was yeah, going to get bigger. Oh no, it was. And and I just figured if I've only got a, a another half hour or so to to have a bit of a flick, I'm just going to push through. If I go to pull it out now, it'll snap and I'll then I'll contemplate, do I tie another leader on or do I just go home? Nah, back to back, you need the braid. Fair enough. <laughs> <laughs> but, it just, it, you know, it does that and then it plays on your mind. And you, yeah, the rest right. of the time you're fishing, you're going, well... Like, I'm going to get a good one now. I'm just going to ping there. Just, and, yeah. And then I'll question you know, everything. Fishing in general. Life. Yeah. <laughs> All right, so... Scent or no scent, let us know. Jump on the Deep Drop Instagram page, find the tile... Yeah, completely open to hearing it all. And and again, so we've covered a few things that I'd love to hear about. Freshwater, yay or no? Yeah, yeah I'm, um, I'm real keen on that one. Um, do you reapply to gulp? Yes. Yep. <laughs> That's good. good. One. And just, just in general, like how do you feel about it? What do you use it for? Do you use it for anything other than – and I'm not saying that they're designed just for soft plastics, but I think 
that's kind of yeah, where I, it was sort of yeah. developed. I want to hear from the but, blue water fishers out there. Do yeah. you scent anything? You rub your stick bait. Yeah, and okay. I mean, do you put scent <laughs> on your stick bait? <laughs> Does anyone do that with topwater lures um, or jigs or whatever it is? Got, yeah, I think let us know. It'd be good. And if you've got a story of if you've got a success story or a fail story, let us know if you want, and we can we can put that baby to where. Oh, I'd love to hear from those that were smacking fish, put scent on them, and couldn't catch them anymore. Yes. Yep. Wonder Maybe if that's ever happened. Maybe. Maybe you teabagged some tuna oil, and that was the end of the day. Maybe. Yeah. Yeah. Because you teabagged your vertical jig in tuna oil, and a mako ate it and just bit the thing off. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yep. So there's plenty there. I think. I think. Um, yeah, I'm looking forward to hearing about that. Well, scent is a great topic of conversation. Yeah. I can't. And is there one? Can... Is is there one that you just you, above everything else? Because I know there's a lot of sort of niche ones now. Ads they're scientifically made up. They're in little jars, and there's all sorts of sort of. Uh, and I'll say this with the utmost respect: like backyarders doing this sort of stuff. Yeah, now, yeah, that's right. Is... Has anyone got their own concoction? Ooh. Well, I know I know of a few that, and I, and I honestly I would name them. I just can't think of the names, but I do know of a few because a few mates of you used it and it's not a mass-produced product but they absolutely swear by it they reckon it is magic i'll find out the name and we'll bring it up next week oh for those that have a recipe feel free to send that over i'd try that yeah make one up and let's do it um i've had a i've had a few before we wrap up ads i have had a few suggestions on some kayak fishing adventures so we might jump into that next week or we might expand on that next week as to some of some of the suggestions we've got for some kayak fishing. Has, have not, any, all, not all silly. So have, have any of them got you going, oh, yeah, that's a good one. I'll, I'll put that on the list. What are you oh, leaning yeah. towards? What are you leaning towards? I, I was thinking when we put this out there that uh, for some reason I had in my head that there'd be more suggestions, suggestions around things like in the bays, like snapper and, and whatever, given yeah. that we're sort of leading into that time of year. But some of the suggestions that I've come across thus far that have really tickled me, I've been more around um, bass, nice perch, nice um, even readies. We should do a ready trip. Ready, yeah, ready bash, ready bash, parambit. Okay, okay, parambit. I still, yeah. So I still haven't made the maiden voyage yet. <laughs> it is happening uh, very soon. I'm just we've got some nice weather actually. I've, at the I've moment, got. A, so. I've, Physically, got a list of things that you and I need to do at Parambeat. I've decided that Parambeat is one of the greatest, least spoken about untapped resources in fishing at the moment. I think there's potential for so much cool shit. Lake Parambeat mm. is this part? Is this a crater lake? Mm, it is because very early on in the deep drop, you and I both expressed our hatred towards crater lakes. <laughs> yeah, I know, but but through recent developments. I should I should I shouldn't say hatred. It was more just we we couldn't be bothered with them, but um it was also based on the fact that we'd done very little in them. So yeah. <laughs> I've done, yeah, I haven't done any I've only ever fished Parabit once. I've done a bit at Bullamerai. You and I are very quick to um jump ship. And oh, 100%. Unashamedly. I'm very like. easily swayed. <laughs> I'll I'll change my mind for cash. Yeah. Um, and I and I think maybe that is cuz I'm very quick to form an opinion before I've done anything. <laughs> before you even think. Like that yeah. is shit. Oh talk, wait, hang on. Talk first, try later. That's my motto. Yeah, I don't mind. I think it's a deep drop motto. We might yeah. actually put that on the next the next run of merch. Yeah. <laughs> talk first, facts, le- facts later. <laughs> I love that. 
Oh man! All right. On that note, I think we uh, I think we wrap up, mate. I have had a ball tonight. Thank you very much. But more importantly, thank you to the listeners um, very much for giving us your time once again. Thank you very much for uh, for all the support. We're actually really feeling the love out here in the deep drop, aren't we, Ads? We are. It's been good. The interaction each week has been brilliant. Keep it coming because it it fuels the fire, Luke. Not not that the bullshit fire ever runs cold. No. But it's but it's good it's good just to it gets us thinking again. It does, and there's so much coming up. I know we've said that the last couple of weeks, but there is. We've got some guests joining us over the next few weeks. Ads. Um, That's exciting. That's going to be cool for sure. We've got some uh, live show planning happening. So watch this space. We're still we're still uh, getting that happening for live show number two. That will hopefully happen sooner rather than later. Yeah, working on that in the background. And yeah, just more of the horseshit dribble that comes out of our mouse most. Well, way. there's going to be some quality BS because um, where I'm noticing, Luke, that it's just it's a little bit lighter later now. the The smell yes. of the smell of spring is almost there. Yep. Um, which means fishing season. Oof. Actually, fishing season doesn't stop. It means my motivation to go fishing again starts yeah. coming back. Motivation season is nearly it upon is us. Is nearly upon us. So that that should be pretty cool. We now next week, ads. Next week, uh, we are both heading up to Queensland, sunny Queensland, for of course the after we are trade show, which is going to be lots of fun. I think we might end up uh, coming back with quite a few stories from that. So we might do a after wrap up and after wrap up. That'd be good. And I'm not talking about what's happening in, in the tackle industry. I'm talking about. After hours wrap up, but let's talk about some of the oh, shenanigans. Yeah, it's, a, it's a whole podcast. <laughs> <laughs> it might have a warning label on the front, <laughs> but fuck it, let's go for it. Uh, <laughs> all right, thank you very much. That is us. Don't forget to uh, tune in if you haven't caught up with all the episodes. There's 37 other ones. This is episode 38, I believe. And um, tell your friends about it. Subscribe, jump on Instagram, a follow, and yeah, keep in touch. Say hi. Peace. Peace.